This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach, and as always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Hello. And uh, live in Studio 148, we're joined by Joe from Mythic Markets again. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. We had so much fun last time. We figured we'd uh, bring you back. Uh, And we've already talked Star Trek for like 20 minutes before we started (laughs) recording. So we're off to a great start. (laughs) It's just warming up. Yeah, exactly. Get the nerd juices flowing. Um we're going to talk a little bit about some news with uh, Mythic Markets, some new stuff they have coming out. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Ghosts of Tsushima. God, I say it right every time except when it counts. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, a new game out on PS4. We won't do any spoilers. We'll just do a should you buy it, should you rent it, should you forget about it kind of deal. Um, and then uh, we'll talk. We're going to pitch Joe a couple ideas that we have for his next uh, big IPOs. I guess it. You still call it IPO? They they are IPOs, yeah, um, or drops or whatever. Drops. Colloquialism is. The next the next big investment opportunity. <laughs> but before that, let's do with some uh, nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? It was actually going to be. <laughs> you brought go, it to go Ghost of Tsushima. It was. Um, That's fine. Well, so like, <laughs> the nerdy confession part of it is I had no idea about this game. Yeah. We talked about it earlier, a little bit earlier. I had no idea about it. I had a friend tell me, like, dude, you should pick it up. And I'm like, I've never even heard of it. I don't know anything about it. And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you. Telling you, yeah. I'm like, all right. And this was two days before it came out. So I just downloaded it, digitally downloaded it. And the first minute of the game Ugh, it's is, amazing. is amazing. The setting, graphic- setting up the game, I was just like, uh, I love it. It was all great. And I guess I won't do spoilers, but like, like there's a big scene. I guess it's hard not to give it. Well, you can you can well, do the first the scene. They, scene. It's, they, they've showed it in trailers. There's and stuff. a big battle scene, and what I loved about the Mongols it, are invading Japan. Yeah, and what what it's actually, the whole game? We can talk about that. That's fine. <laughs> what I actually really enjoyed and loved about it is like it felt, in a sense, like you're going into a battle and you don't know how to fight. Like they don't tell yeah. you how to attack. They don't tell you how to block. And it's like you're just lost in this battle, and it's and you, know, you feel kind of helpless, and they are in the beginning, like oh, they're yeah. completely fucking helpless. Yeah, the samurais get owned. Yeah, and I just thought that was a, <laughs> like, even though it was something small, I thought it was something very cool. It's like you're going in, and you're just you're gonna get decimated, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Right, and like the whole thing is, you know, the samurai are fighting the Mongols who fight in a way that they don't fight. You right, know, they're all. They're all about the standoffs and the high grass and like the the honorable you know, honorable duels. One v one. Yeah, one v one. Calling out like, "Fight me!" Send your they in the first scene. Yeah, they like they send out their strongest sword fighter to fight the champion of the Mongols, and he lights him on fire and yeah. kills him. <laughs> it's like, oh shit! So I mean, the game is amazing. Um, it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. It's. It's very open world exploration, just like uh, Red Dead Redemption, but with samurais. Um, a lot of similarities. It's got some Last of Us in there too. That was my comparison. It felt like Last of Us, where you can like samurais. listen to it, listen to where the enemies are, and sneak up and execute and stuff. Um, but it's way more open world, like Red Dead, because Last of Us gets kind of linear. Yeah. I mean, there's some weaving and stuff you can do, but um, this one, I mean, you can literally go anywhere you want. As long as you can defeat the bad guys who are there. Well, um, like, there's so much things I want to talk about there that I don't want to give away. But I guess what I do love about it is like you know you're used to this the samurai trope of like honorable. You face your enemy. You tell mm-hmm. them you're coming, and but you have to change your tactics if you want to succeed. Yeah. No, totally. And you see him like it, he's conflicted. He's like, all right, well, 
if I don't do this, people are going to die. So, mm -hmm. like, do I break my honor or do I let innocent people die? Right. So it's like that was a very fucking cool aspect. I really, I really, really enjoyed that part of the game. Yeah. So a cool part about it, and I don't think this gives away too much, is you know, there you're, uh, you play as th this one main character who is the nephew of the samurai warlord guy, um, and. Uh, there's some flashback scenes where he's basically learning the ways of the samurai and how to like, you know, how to fight honorably and the different sword stances. There's like four different sword stances, stone stance, water stance, wind stance, and moon stance that are good against different enemies. So you kind of do little flashbacks talking about that. But he also talks about like how a samurai doesn't assassinate from the shadows, doesn't kill from the shadows. Yeah. The samurai... Yeah, yeah, that's well, ninjas. He says it's like that's dishonorable. Only yeah. cowards do that. Cowards but. do that. Samurais face their enemies head on. But throughout this game, you kind of have to learn some of those, you know, non traditional tactics to, you know, save your country, basically. So. Well, and I think that's even post or pre credits. It's like you have to save these villagers, but if you even alert one Mongol, they just straight up murder. They the, start, yeah, just start killing. So villagers. you have to, or you're going to just right. kill your own people. And so then he, he you start gaining this reputation as the ghost of Tsushima because you're going in and you're just hacking down whole camps full of Mongols. So good I want to be playing it right it's now. It's so good. I'm <laughs> going to play tonight for sure. Um, I guess my nerdy confession will be that I've spent the last several work days that I've had uh, playing that game instead. <laughs> I'll do conference calls for like four hours in the morning, which are grueling enough. But then I'm like, I'm not going to go into a store after this, so I'm just going to... Yeah, screw that. I'm just going to play some Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> so I've gotten pretty far in it. Um, but it's a beautiful game. I think everyone should check it out. Um, we were talking a little bit before the show started. It got announced at E3 like three years ago, two or three years ago. And I was like, fuck, this game is going to be amazing. So, uh, But it got delayed a couple times. Then there was a game by the Dark Souls studio that was also a samurai game that kind of I was like, oh, they're trying to I thought that was the game to play, but then I looked into it and I'm like, no, I don't want to play that. I want to play the Ghost of Tsushima game. This is one if they re-release it on the PS5, I'll definitely, oh, yeah. I'll definitely get it. Just I'm sure just playing it on the PS5 will be better. I'm sure it'll upconvert a little bit. Um but uh a couple cool features I really like that made me kind of fall in love with the game is there's no compass. There's not like a, a compass pointing you to where your next objective is. The winds direct you into the next thing so as you're running through tall grass a gust of wind will be blowing the great grass in one direction you'll see little particles of leaves and fireflies or whatever smoke and it's all leading you in the direction of where your next mission is kind of thing and yeah. you can change it and so the wind will change direction um but like the environment is constantly moving which is amazing and there's cool little things like that first scene where you get back on your horse and you're going through the grass and it's like the title yeah. opening titles and he's like reaching his hand down and touching the grass yeah. and stuff i'm like oh my god this game yeah. is amazing and they have uh, we talked about it too is uh they have kurosawa mode where you can play the whole game in black and white with japanese with japanese audio track with subtitle english subtitles and it's it's black and white with film grain and it also has like um uh, like an audio filter over too that makes it sound more like an old movie. So, I, you know, I might turn that on a little bit tonight just to play it because, I mean, it looks... Everything you love, know and love about samurais and samurai movies and, you know, like Seven Samurais and, you know, the hidden... hidden uh, Ooh, what's it called? Hidden Temple? Hidden Fortress? You know, all of those old-style Kurosawa movies. I mean, it plays right into it. So. You know, the main villain for a long time I was like, I know this guy. I was like, I've seen He's this the guy... guy. I, like, who is he? And then I researched it. He's Attila the Hun. In, in Marco Polo. What? Is he? Oh, well, yeah. I was going to say Night at the Museum. Oh. Well, I think he's also Attila the Hun. <laughs> I was like, we need... no, he's No, he's not Attila the Hun. He's Kublai Khan in Marco Polo. Okay. Is that okay. who Marco Polo hung out with? It is. That's the uh, the boss man, yeah. Or Genghis Khan. No, no, no. no, no it's Kublai Khan. It's Kublai Khan. Yeah, so he plays <laughs> Kublai Khan's brother. That's interesting. He's like, all right, we need a warlord. Well, that he's guy. done it before. <laughs> we need a, a big, burly Asian dude. He's Asian and Is Irish. He? Irish. Yeah, wow, he's Chinese and Irish. <laughs> Chirish. Um, so you know uh, he can or, fight, dude. Or Iris. Uh, 
Is he? It's not Benedict Wong, right? No. Because at first I, at first I thought it was him, but then the more I watched it, I thought it was that guy from. Ah, I just said his name. Benedict Wong was was Wong in Doctor Strange. Strange, yeah. It, he looks kind of like him, you know. Got it, you know. Not Patrick be... Gallagher. <laughs> Dude, what a fucking <laughs> Irish name! Seriously? Yeah, Patrick Gallagher. Um, well, Benedict Wong's so halfway there. His dad there, you know? was obviously Chinese. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, um, he's great though. I mean, no, he's fantastic, dude. Like, if you haven't scene. watched, if you haven't watched, oh yeah, that's totally him. If you haven't watched uh, the Marco Polo series, I mean, he is. I assume that's him, though. Now I'm not seeing it, so who knows? Maybe, I'm, maybe that's a different guy. They definitely used motion cap, but like, I feel like these like these actors should start getting nominated for things like his. Like, and I've only seen him a little bit, but. Every performance that you see is like, dude, this guy is fucking badass. Like, yeah, yeah, he no, he's great. Um, and oh, maybe he's and not so is the main character, Jin Sakai. He's like, he's he's awesome. He's good too. He's had some good scenes. And uh, the chick, I think, I forget what's her name, uh, Yuna. 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 She's great too. I mean, it's and they they if you look if you go to IMDb, it's all their faces. Like they use yeah, they just straight up like motion caps. And I love that. It makes it even more like this game's already like playing a movie. Um, but it's even more so maybe Benedict Wong was in Marco Polo. God, that's going to bother me. Um, but it's even, even more so like playing a movie because it's actors you recognize and you're like, oh man, you know, it's <laughs> totally, it's Benedict Wong. I was half right. Kind of. <laughs> I knew Benedict Wong was somehow related. He played the brother of this guy. <laughs> Mocap is so much better than just digital characters too because when they're moving around or they're fighting or they're falling or whatever yeah there's weight to the characters yes 100 percent, and it really feels like that like every enemy you fight like it's you're not it's not like god of war you know where you're just hacking through like skeletons or whatever and they're just flying all over the place like each guy like the big brute guys feel heavier and yeah. you know you can't push them back as far they're a little slower in their movement and all the motions look natural. And then, especially in a game like this where, like, you focus on the different stances of, you know, I guess it would be kendo, right? Or isn't that the, the that's Japanese a, martial sword martial arts? That's when they uh, practice, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all of these different stances and techniques, they're all very, like, we know what good looks like, you know? So I'm sure they had some really, you know, top-tier guys. Well, I'm sure he like, did a bunch <clears> of training and When stuff. you kill one, like... Like you see them, like kind of like stay stuck for a second, yeah. And then like they'll drop slowly, like. And it looks like you said it looks like they're actually like maybe they did maybe not armor, but put some heavy stuff on them because mm-hmm. they definitely like the weight feels. Yeah, they're correct. not they're not sprinting around like they're not wearing a bunch of big you know plated you know armor type stuff. So it's a great game. I think everyone should uh, check it out. Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, yeah, it's amazing. We'll do a more in depth review once we're kind of done with it it'll be it'll be a while because it's a big game but all righty well let's talk a little bit about mythic market so what what you guys got coming out you just announced made a big announcement today right Uh, was that today or yesterday that that was today well today as as we record yeah um so So last week (laughs) it would be last week um so uh last week we today we dropped uh amazing fantasy 15 Mm mm-hmm which is the first Spider-Man comic book. Uh, yes. So that's a CGC 7.0, um, and it's a beautiful book. It's a, a, an amazing story, um, and uh, it's kind of where it all started. I think it's the the most important Silver Age key comic there is. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It right? is in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I guess if, you, if for some reason our listeners haven't listened to uh, – that episode we had you on before give us like a brief overview of kind of what you guys do you know um with sure company. in a nutshell mythic markets turns high value collectible assets like vintage comic books collectible cards fantasy art and mm-hmm. soon esports teams into publicly traded companies so that anybody can invest in shares of this stuff and so every um every uh, public offering ipo is backed by that actual asset uh, and we keep that in our vault uh, and and tour them when we used to be able to tour them, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and so we hold an IPO and we'll enable trading as well of those shares. So they're they are SEC qualified securities. They're real stock, so you can buy, sell, and trade them. Um, well, coming soon anyway. Yeah, 
Very cool. Yeah. I mean, and we were talking, uh, I think this was like uh, in the works last time we had you on. Um, and I think Amazing Fantasy uh, is just one of those books that, you know, I think more people have seen the cover than they actually realize. You know, you'll see it and you'll be like, oh, of course. Um, and uh, it's just. Uh, what, what was that one valued at? It was like 90... 92000 92, So, and you can get a share of it for... $46. 40, $46. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. So, for 46 bucks or more, you can own a piece of that. Well, what's what's great is you, you know that's not going to go down. No. Like, that's one I mean, of those issues that it, you know it won't. Well, even, like, because, you know, all of our listeners know that you have one, right? You've mentioned yeah. it before. And even that one's gone up, like, a, a lot. shit ton. A lot. Got and it. mine's been worked on. Yeah, which is crazy. So yours is a four, four point five, four point five. So you, his is almost twice as good. Yeah, and worth more than twice. Well, as Well, and it's it's still valued more <laughs> because mine is at uh, the staples have been changed. Which I don't know how they could. I don't. What do they carbon date the staples or? But that seems st- nitpicky. Come on, CGC, yeah. throw us a bone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have those nineteen sixty staples. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't do the changes. I bought it changed. Obviously, and you don't didn't read up on the staple shortage of 1968. Somebody was fucking. <laughs> they used inadequate metals and they deteriorated. Yeah, whoever <laughs> whoever they hired to figure that out, like the cops can use them to fucking. Yeah, <laughs> that guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a little bit of white that I guess someone painted over, but even then, like it's still pretty good value. Yeah. Was yeah. it was it trimmed as well? Uh, trimmed the the book to get the sharp edges or. No, that's not on there, at least if they did it. <laughs> CGC I feel like notice. the stable guy would have caught yeah, that they one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty awesome, though. I mean, you know, it, it's the the cool part about it that I really enjoy is, like, you're owning even a piece of history, you know? It's, you know, that book basically, you know, was was – an important milestone in comic history, you know, it, you know, the definitive, you know, silver age, golden age, obviously we'd go back to like action comics, detective comics. Right. But, um, I think it's, it's, it's so cool to be able to, and hopefully soon people will be able to visit and check it out again whenever lockdown's over. But yeah. What's, what's the thing that's preventing people? Um, what's the yeah, I don't know. It's the flu or something. Yeah, it's uh, some... hasn't stopped us from coming into the studio. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, we're sitting. I mean, me and Christian are a little close, but that's fine. Whatever God, he's got, I've got by now. <laughs> I can't wait till this shit is over, dude. I know. Like, we both got haircuts recently. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. We, we I, braved the. Uh, I don't know where you get those done, but we're going to have to talk afterward. I, I got to get that done. No, no joke, my friend. Uh, my barbershop's back open. I'll, I'll send you the info. Yeah, if you guys are in San Bruno, go see Cut Right Barbershop. Those there guys go. are doing good work. Sweet. It's crazy, though. I will, you know. Talk haircuts aren't super nerdy, but um, today's episode is sponsored by <laughs> by Cut Right Barbershop. Um, but I will say, so like it is a crazy thing because you wear the mask the whole time. So like when you're doing the sides of your hair around your ears, I have to take the mask off and like <laughs> hold my hand over my face while he does one ear, strap it back on, pull off the other one, and and hold if you're the being mask. an asshole, he just lets go and like, snaps <laughs> it back, <laughs> snaps it back on. And then uh, he was telling me this interesting thing was. Um, the, uh, the, I guess it would be the CDC or the County Board of Health or whatever, uh, said that they can't use, you know, those brushes where they brush the hair off of you. So they're doing hair dryers to blow the hair off your face and stuff. And so, you know, it was in San Bruno, it was like, you know, 77 degrees. It was a warm day down there. I'm wearing a mask (laughs) with a beard (laughs) and it's hot in there. And they've got these other lights on because they can't see as well through through these plexiglass things. It's a nightmare. So I'm sweating, and then he's hitting me with a hair dryer. I'm like, God, man, it's so you didn't hot even put it me. on cool. Wait a second. How how? What do you mean plexiglass? Is there something between you and the barber? No, he in between each of the stations. Oh. So, but because of that, like, uh, it blocks some of the light, like, or reflects it weird. So they have these, like, uh, oh, that thing that I have, the the little yeah, yeah. vlogger light thing so there's extra lights on you and stuff it was just wow it's very isn't that interesting that that's one of the things they decided was an essential yeah uh, the <laughs> barbers yeah well i mean it's it's not he's been they opened up a week ago so you know it's it's they're one of the most at-risk professions out yeah. there because they're so close but you know 
I think even, even the governor wanted a haircut, you know, after a while. I've definitely seen tattoo shops, like, have their curtains closed, but you see them open a door, let someone in and close it. Like, yeah. you totally see people, like... Well, I mean, you know, it's either that or go out of business for a lot yeah, of no, these folks, I, so... I get know. it. I'm not judging. Yeah. I, I don't judge anyone's hustle. Gotta do what you gotta do. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to be... Uh, Freshly clipped again. He was like, "Hey man, don't wait four months before you see it." And I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, we thought it would be fun because y- you obviously have a very good taste in comics. We thought we would each pitch you a couple of the next ones that you could perhaps release, and we we each have a couple of reasons why too. So we'll we'll plead our case, and and you can uh, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want to sure, go sure, first? Sure. Go ahead. So Detective Comics. Number thirty-two. Uh, if you're not familiar, let me. So, it is. It's so it's a Batman comic, and he is the first uh, costumed hero to use a gun. And the reason why I like it, for all those people who love Batman, he kills two villains. Nice. Wow. Zack Snyder wants to buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> for all those people that Batman who got mad at Ben Affleck for tossing fools and like throwing and like using a gun. Batman has used that shit. Yeah, I do remember he 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 carried a gun in in several of the old ones. But in, like I felt like when I I personally what number the, was that? This was Detective Comics number thirty two. Thirty two and ten was the first one, right? Uh, no, I think uh, the first Detective Com- first Batman, first Batman, yeah, like twenty two or something like that. Batman. Oh, we'll look at him, but. I loved Ben Affleck in uh, that was probably the one thing I liked about this the Batman. Twenty seven, damn. So yeah, <laughs> who was number t- some, five? Episodes. Was a ten that was an important one somewhere along. So there. five, five episodes, five comics after, brah, starts <laughs> starts murdering fools. It's like these batarangs just aren't cutting it. It, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's just like he I, also every slapped time. women on the ass and smoked in the Batcave. Yeah, <laughs> very different time. Yeah. But it just it drives me insane when people like hardcore Batman fans like he doesn't kill. It's like, well, you don't think every now and then you might have like got a little had a yeah, bad day. Yeah, that's been retconned. Yeah, <laughs> everything's been retconned. I think I think that one would be a good one for Snyder apologists. I think that's that's your market for that one. <laughs> you know, Zack Snyder's gonna have one framed above above his bed, and every night he's gonna be like, I was right. I was always right. If you own that one, you are hoping that that uh, that that book gets canceled. So <laughs> then it becomes more desirable. So that was, that was one just because he's straight up. I was like, he murdered two people. Fuck yeah, I'm mentioning that. Yeah. Okay, here's, here's, here's one for me. Nova number one, or a man called Nova number one. Um, I think the, the reason why is right now pretty low value. It's only around 1000 bucks. But I think we don't know what's going to happen in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um, or oh, Volume 3, I right. should say. Uh, and you know, they've been, you know, James Gunn is still working on suicide squad whenever, and that's obviously been delayed with all this stuff going on, but you know, they've already laid the groundwork for Nova coming in. And I think once he comes in, depending on who they cast could be a very popular, uh, character because John C. Riley played the guy who gives Nova his powers yeah. in uh volume. What was that? Two, one, no, one, one. Um, I get all of them mixed up now. They're just all music videos to me now. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, if if they play, if they cast it perfectly and they get a guy who plays off of Chris Pratt really well, that could be a like someone's next favorite character. And then that, that book will go up. It would lend itself pretty nice to that cinematic, or at least to that, because they are... It's either Nova or Adam Warlock. I mean, one of those guys got to show up. Well, they already teased Adam Warlock. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. already showed the cocoon. They teased both of them. I mean, realistically. You yeah. Know, they, they, I mean, I'm sure, like, I don't think Disney's looking to end this Marvel Universe, any cinematic universe, right. anytime soon. So I'm sure, like, they're just like, yeah, we'll they get do, to it. They do have to make a few replacements soon. Yes. You know, for Iron Man and stuff. But. Exactly. And if they get, you know, someone cool to play Nova, like, here's, here's one of my dream castings. I think Channing Tatum. Would be an awesome Nova <laughs> if he just is a complete dick to Chris Pratt all the time, but he's like more ripped and hotter, and like everyone's like, oh fuck Star Lord. They kind of already did that with did. Thor though. In, yeah, with, with I know, <laughs> but Nova though. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind seeing those interactions. Yeah. That was the, like those those what was it, like maybe two minute clip of them like going back and forth was fucking hilarious. Where it was on the fake accent. Yeah, I mean that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I think. 
and so this was a uh, the man called Nova was the first appearance of him. Roman Day. What's your next one, Christian? So Mystery Comics number four. So um, I'll give you is a that second. Moon Knight. No, it is uh, Moon Knight would be a good one. I feel like they're gonna do that eventually. I saw that. No, so um. <clears throat> it's the first appearance. It was, so it was three. So it's actually oh, the nice first. Cough into the sorry, microphone. It's it was great. <laughs> just trying to spread the runner. No, uh, it's the first appearance. Get that microphone and bleach after this. <laughs> it's the first appearance of a uh, submariner. It's the first appearance of um, the flaming robot. Uh, the Human Torch. Human Torch. Yes. And that, the first. I thought hmm. the first appearance was Marvel Comics number one. Um, I mean, unless maybe I got the it wrong. Human Torch. The original <clears throat> Human Torch, who was an android, yeah, back in 1939. And I saw this character because I researched this one also. Oh, nice. Because I, I wanted Submariner, Submariner in mind somewhere, but I picked a different one. Nice. But continue. And uh, so, when I was researching this, this character came up a lot, and I guess he was popular at the time, and just slowly went away. Uh, the detective, the angel. So it was oh, like yeah. the first three appearance of them together. Yeah, I mean, but did you look up the value on that thing? I had it, but I don't have it here with me. It's like $400,000, so you know, keep well, an eye wow. out. <laughs> we'll get a lesser grade copy or something, but wow. But also the cover, he's like punching and throwing Nazis off a of boat, so it's like, you know, it's pretty yeah. cool. Well, I, yes, because when I looked it up, but there is some there is some discrepancies on when the f- first uh, Submariner Because he's, he's a very old character. Predates Aquaman, yep. which a lot of people don't know, and a lot of people are like, well, Namor's just a copy of Aquaman. Nope. Like, no. Namor's awesome. He's got wings on his feet. That guy's sick. Yeah. <laughs> He's super strong. But uh, his first appearance was in an unpublished, like, little comic mini book that they were going to give out to kids at movie theaters. This is it. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. Oh, oh so wow. buy an unpublished. Yeah. 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 Okay. Even, I don't know how much that thing is, but the actual Marvel Comics number one is $400,000. Yeah. yeah. So this was a giveaway at a movie theater, yeah. Which was never published. So it was never, there's only, like, uh, a few right, right, right. copies that were never distributed. No, no, no. So they had some people got them. I, I don't know if it was. Yeah, like, the publishers. Or yeah, yeah. Whoever, yeah. So there's probably like six out there. For probably a million dollars. <laughs> good, good pick, Christian. That's a good one. That's gonna that be would for be your a great spec. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be really for you know an upper tier investor. You know, you know your your uh, Rockefellers and <laughs> uh, Trumps, perhaps. Eventually. Eventually <laughs> worked up to. Um, so I, along the same lines, I did pick a Namor one, but I picked Avengers 71, which is the first appearance of the invaders. And so the invaders were Captain America and Bucky. So we already have a couple fan favorites there, right? The original Human Torch, which was an android not related to the Fantastic Four Human Torch, um, which was one you mentioned, Namor. And then the Human Torch eventually got a sidekick uh, whose name was Toro, who had, like, all the same powers as the Human Torch. But I think he was a human. Doesn't matter. Really old. But anyway, um, in this book, the uh, some of the Avengers get traveled, uh, sent back in time uh, by Kang the Destroyer. And some of them get sent forward in time, too. So some get sent to the year 4000. Some get sent to 1942. And so Black Panther and Vision, I think, get sent. Is that who it was? Yeah, Black Panther and Vision get sent back to 1942, and they end up tussling with the invaders, who are the Captain America and his crew and with Namor and stuff, and because they think they're like some Nazi spies or something. And so uh, the reason why I thought this one was so cool is, first of all, it's got my boy Namor in it, and it's the first appearance of the invaders as a as a team, but also. It's got Black Panther in it, which is already a fan favorite. It's also got Black Knight in it, who is going to show up in uh, the Eternals movie. And so, and then Namor, which we're both pretty sure is going to be in the next uh, Black Panther movie. Since Disney listens to us all the time. Yeah, they always steal our ideas. Uh, We feel like he's probably going to be in the next one. So this one book has all these characters, and Black Knight's played by Jon Snow. So, like, everyone loves that guy already. And then, you know, uh, Namor is probably going to be awesome because, I mean, they have to make him awesome. If they, if they don't, I'm going to be very upset. I mean, that's that's a character that I really hope they don't fuck up because he is amazing. And I, at least Disney, in my eyes, has been doing everything. I have very few things I've disliked, so I feel like they would yeah. do a good job. Their superpower really is in casting. 
Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think I think a large part of it comes from the fact that, especially now, like anyone who who is anyone in in Hollywood wants to be a part of it just for a piece of it, even you know what I mean. But if you're an up and coming actor, I mean that'll make your entire career. You know, like Chris Pratt, like he. Oh he yeah, was, it made him. I mean, he was in Parks and Rec, yeah. but he was a schlubby, you know, doofy dude. And then they put him in this. He became next, a leading man after. Next that, thing yeah. you know, yeah, he's he's in Jurassic World. He's in that uh, Passengers movie. Yeah, he's become a leading man because of what happened. Oh now. yeah, absolutely. Same thing with Tom Hiddleston. You know, for that matter. I mean, he was and, he was all and right. uh, Chris Hemsworth. You know, all these I didn't guys, know who Chris. I'll be honest, I didn't yeah. know who he was till he was. Stolen. Yeah, I don't think I saw anything of his before. But can you imagine anybody else playing these roles? No, that's well, a, that's the thing too. Is I think that you've, they you've they, seen right that it was Tom Hiddleston who was going for Thor. Yes, yeah, and I, they had like even like him with a wig, and I'm like, dude, like no, like that was so smart that they. He's the perfect Loki. Yeah, it was. But so that's genius. that's what he's you know that's what he's saying is like I mean, they knew that that guy is not Thor, but he is Loki yeah. and the perfect Loki. Um, I think they do a very very good job. So I'm I'm excited. Not only to see what like the Fantastic Four is all about, but you know, when, whenever Namor gets there, I'm sure he'll he'll end up there eventually. Um, so I, I'm I'm pretty excited to see. I'm sure they're not going to give him the speedo with the wings. I'm sure they'll give him <laughs> no. The, they'll give him that black the one, bla- with yeah. deep V, yeah, really <laughs> deep V, and like a little fringe off the top. Yeah, yeah, it makes him swim faster or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I hope they. They pick some, someone really good. I really like the guy from two or no Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, the bad guy. Oh, he would be great, dude. Yeah. He would be legit. Yeah, because um, he's also he's also kind of frowny all the time. You know, he's <laughs> always about DK, uh, the, the guy that played the Drift King guy. I believe so. the villain. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, the villain who. Well, I guess he didn't kill the Han. son of. The- uh, he, he, oh, you're talking about. Um, he was also in Jason Logan, Statham. Right? No, no, not no, Jason, no, 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 no. Well, I'm thinking of the wrong. No, you, you're right. Jason Statham did kill Han, but I, I'm thinking of the the main antagonist. He was from, also in the Wolverine movie. In, in the he was one of the bad guys in the when Logan was in Japan. I don't remember the title of that he was one. Fighting the Silver Wolverine. Samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, they don't have a very good. Well, while you're looking that up, <laughs> yeah, go my ahead, last one. Do your next one. Is I don't know, like, hey, when they don't have pictures of people. Fantastic Four number one, and it's uh, like we mentioned, it was uh, Stanley and Kirby uh, worked on it, and there was a team up, but also it brought in a lot of villains um, like Doctor Doom, Ronan the Accuser, Brian T. Oh yeah, DK. Oh man, yeah, yeah, Drift King. Brian it, T. is his name, and it really brought the oh, Marvel universe. So He's got the eyebrows. Look at that. <laughs> That is Namor right there. Yeah, I agree 100%. He should keep the mustache on. I think the mustache looks good, too. <laughs> it makes I mean, him swim faster. No, that would make you swim slow. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Hair causes drag. Namor's got to be hairless. <laughs> but yes, Fantastic Four, just because it brought the Marvel Universe into more galactic villains, and it expanded on, what at least what I feel, the, the Marvel Universe into space. That would be my, my last pick. Uh, yeah. I, we've I, already started getting into the cosmic stuff um, yeah. with the MCU. I think I think part of what's going to make, and again, this is another idea that mark our words, Kevin Feige is going to steal from us. Um, but uh, I think that's how you introduce the Fantastic Four into the current Marvel universe: is you work on that multi-dimensional thing. Reed's always messing around with the uh, negative zone, and maybe he comes out. You know, they either well, they did the microverse, or maybe the microverse. Do, maybe they do the macro. Like maybe so. I mean, Doctor Big Strange. World. They do. They yeah. do go into the macroverse. So the next Doctor Strange uh, taps the multi- into all of that multiverse. Yeah, stuff, the multiverse so. of madness. So I think that's how you can introduce this family of superheroes, who is the first family of Marvel Comics, right? Um, They're and- also the first uh, Marvel team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also like the first ones who weren't like so happy go lucky like. They would fight. They would not. Yeah, agree they bickered with, the, with each other. Yeah, they bickered. Where versus everyone else, like super family friendly. Like we gotta work together. Also, you think about like you think about the thing, and that's the first time like a superpower was like a burden, you know, that I can think of. Well, because he couldn't switch back. Like, yeah, he couldn't switch back. You he see was the stuck other three, as a rock monster. You see every the other three is like, all right, well, you guys look normal, and Johnny can switch whenever he wants. Like, but I'm stuck. Johnny legit got the coolest superpower. <laughs> he flies and catches on fire and throws fireballs. Like, what else do you want? 
I don't know, man. I kind of like the idea of like doing uh, force fields, but she she got that later, so it wasn't like right yeah. away. Yeah, just being invisible, is stupid. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you rob banks. See, I would be a super villain if I was invisible. I need to catch on fire to keep me honest. I would just use it to get away to come. Like, oh, I don't want to talk to that person. And just <laughs> walk away. <laughs> Door just opens. Yeah. Oh, I thought it, thought I saw him walk in here. I like, guess not. I think I think you're right though. I think that's a good pick because they're going to do it and. Yeah. All all signs point to they might pick John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, which I think would be actually be really good. That'd be great. That Ma- hasn't been confirmed. No, no these uh, in our hearts. Been, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where like the universe is kind of willing it to happen. So if it happens, it's you know, well, yeah, it was our plan all along. But I mean, they've even started writing, uh, drawing their likenesses in yeah. some of the comic current comics. Going See, on. and like my thinking is like for the Fantastic Four isn't even for. Um, the Fantastic Four. It's actually for Doctor Doom, man. Yeah, he's such a fucking great villain that has not been done right. And I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, the reason we need Doctor Doom is because Marvel, you know, they've done great stuff. Like we can't argue that. But one thing they haven't done very well is they've killed off all of their good villains, aside from Loki, who is kind of, I mean, that he did die a couple times, um, but he's gonna have his own show. But like. Like Thanos dead, right? Spoilers if you haven't seen the biggest movie <laughs> of last million years. Um, Ultron got destroyed, right? Loki is off doing his own thing. So like the real big bads are kind of gone, right? So Galactus from Fantastic Four would be a good one, right? Yep. Um, but Doctor Doom is one of those guys who he can get beaten over and over again, but he can always come back. Like he gets sent back to lot. Doombot. All the time. Doombots, you know, <laughs> some sort of like uh, armor or something like that. That you, you know, you can make it. He t- stole it from Tony Stark or something. Well, the, you know, who knows? The reason why I love him is that he not only is he a genius, but he also uses black magic. Like he mm-hmm. is, he's a combination. He's of both, both magic and tech. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's fucking great. Like he can, he can, you can work him into almost anything. Plus, he is one of those guys who's like, you know, kind of like Namor, where. From his perspective, he's doing the right thing for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I'm looking out for my country. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a whole different topic is uh, which villains do you actually agree with? Yeah. Oh, Namor all the way, man. <laughs> Polluting the oceans. I, I guess in my, I don't I – don't, I know he was an anti-hero and he has played with some villains, but I, I, it's hard for me to see him as a, as a villain. Like Namor? Yeah, anti-hero for Well, sure. he was – I mean, he was straight up a bad guy in Fantastic Four for a while. Yeah. Like, he was, like, destroying buildings and stuff like that. And now he's just a, but he's I mean, a hero. He's a dick, but he's a hero. Like, yeah, yeah. He's But he is one of those guys who he stops at nothing to save his people and do what's right for Atlantis, yeah. right? And Doctor Doom does that too, but he also has the – character fault of you know um wanting more absolute magic power kind of thing so he goes with morgan lefay and learns black, black yeah. magic and all that crap so how oh, they do it oh, they, yeah. i i don't they, i they don't even to. i don't even know who i would pick as the casting but i don't know like i think honestly i don't think the now this might sound sacrilege i don't think the guy that they had played the original dr doom in the uh uh you know, I'm, I'm going to walk out. The, fan, the, the <laughs> walk 20th out Century right Fox. I don't think he was necessarily bad or a bad actor. It was just the writing was garbage to it. But I thought, like, you know, I thought he did an okay job doing, you know, the actual acting of what they wrote. But everything in that movie was so corny and kind of slapsticky that he became that as well. Actually, Ugo Weaving. Maybe. But oh, he, fuck. But, he's but already, he was the Red Skull. He's the Red Skull. And That's, he wouldn't come back for yeah. it. He didn't come back in any that would That would be, unless he changed his voice. No, but, he, he would have to keep the same voice because that's that's an evil voice for yeah, sure. That would be one of one of my ideas. Oh, yeah, that would be really good. Honestly, James Spader actually would be really good too, except he was Ultron. But he has kind of that maniacal type yeah. mad scientist voice. Actually, I'll throw a second one. Viggo Mortensen. Oh, maybe he hasn't done. At least I don't. He hasn't feel done like... anything in a while. He doesn't. He doesn't want to do big budget anymore. I mean, he was Aragorn, son of Arathorn, king, king of the free people. <laughs> um, He's been a bad guy before, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it, especially in, um, like, he played just a straight up badass in that Eastern Promises movie. Yeah, man, that was fucking. That movie was intense. Okay, last one, Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
I like that one. Yeah. I Hannibal like Lecter. Yeah. Fuck. That's good. He hasn't been in. Uh, he was in uh, Doctor Strange. Was oh, he? he was. Damn he was it. Doctor. Oh, damn it. He was the villain. <laughs> God the damn villain. it. <laughs> damn it. That was a good one. They Still. waste. They. They blew their load on Matt Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been in Doctor. Well, they don't show his face for the most part. <laughs> yeah, so. I guess it could be. Plays double duty. All right, here's my last comic. So, and this one is fun. I actually brought it into the studio here to show you guys in person. But it's the Mighty Thor number three thirty-seven. First appearance of Beta Ray Bill, the horse alien wielder of Stormbreaker, the actual uh, hammer that. Like, Odin was so impressed with Beta Ray Bill that he made him his own hammer yeah. equal to that of Thor's. You know um, what I and they was... teased him already in Ragnarok. They sure they did. Showed, yeah, and what I think was Hercules. God, man, I, I really want Herc in the Marvel Universe. I know they'll never fucking do it because I don't think they can. I don't, I mean, I would, if they did, I would see him as a side character or a cameo at best. I just don't think he's important enough to I the grand scheme of things. I don't know if they'll, if. Marvel, the cinematic universe, will ever go straight up Here gods. Here we go. Check this out. Just because they, flashback, they did the Thor. Flashback in Thor Love and Thunder to him when he was younger, hanging out with Hercules, the other god, back in, like, god but, high school. And my my thing is I don't don't make fucking Herc an alien. I'll be so fucking pissed. Like, they did it with Thor, and I swallowed that fucking pill. I don't know if I can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> don't make him a fucking alien. Well, he, he's... I mean, aliens and gods, man. It's just what we understand. <laughs> I it's can't. I, I magic. Wouldn't... What we think is magic is actually just advanced technology. Everyone knows that. I don't. I, they explained it pretty well. I did it once, Cody. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to do it again. Um, but yes, Beta Ray Bill. And the reason I think is that I think that Taika Waititi is just crazy enough to throw in Beta Ray Bill into like Love and Thunder, uh, the next Thor three. What I think would be interesting is like Thor four, uh, Thor four, four, Thor four. Oh yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, uh, there was Ragnarok. When I Dark first World. growing up saw Beta Ray Bill, I was like, I was like, for sure, how can this? Because he's so weird looking. The like, how is that a superhero? I know it's a tough pill to swallow. He looks it? like a villain. He looks like a villain. So I'm wondering, like, if it would be if the audiences, people who don't follow comics, would be able to be okay with it. Well. So that's one thing that's always intrigued me about Beta Ray Bill is that he looks so weird, yeah. right? Even even when the Asgardians seen them, they're like, "Oh, this guy's fucking evil." Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and it's just it's it's so strange um, because uh, he was also they had a horse skeleton in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One too when he's dancing in the oh, that's first right. scene. He's in that too. Um, it it's so strange that he's hung around for so long. Like and that other Thor offshoot characters like Thunderstrike did not right. Thunderstrike, you're like, oh, Thor, he's got more rugged look. He's got cut-off sleeves. Like, he's Thunderstrike. He's cool. He's got cool <laughs> jean shorts or he's whatever. He's with a ponytail. Ponytail, <laughs> yeah, he's got a ponytail. And he's got, like, a cool mace club thing, not an actual hammer. But that guy didn't stick around. But this horse guy who dresses up like Thor did. And he still comes in every once in a while. Yeah. So, um, I, but I think Taika Waititi has, has enough of an imagination where he can make it work. And I think the way you do it is you do a CG character kind of like Korg. Yeah. Um, and you have someone hilarious. Like, I would love if Jermaine Clement was the voice of Beta Ray Bill. He, no. I mean, it would be hilarious. It would be amazing. You got to, I think, I don't think you can play Beta Ray Bill seriously in the Marvel Universe. I think it's got to be played a little comically. But I mean, it could still be. They wouldn't be able to powerful. give his original story then, because he's like on a spaceship with all the rest of his people, and he's mm -hmm. in charge of just keeping them alive, right? Yeah, I that's so. gonna be hard to sell that as a comedic thing. <laughs> well, I mean, just his personality, you know, because I think Thor, I think that's what made Thor Ragnarok and him and the Avengers work so well, is that he he is this kind of fish out of water character where he he acts like a god of Asgard would. But then, next to normal people, he sounds ridiculous. You right. know. Well, so in I one, think, in one, and two, but in like in the third one, when he transitioned, when he started learning more of human behavior, mm -hmm. like to me, that's when I was like, oh, I love this character so much more. Yeah. Well, it's really good character development. I don't think I don't think Thor gets enough credit when it comes yeah. to his character development, how he deals with the responsibilities of being the heir to Asgard, um, which has always been 
part of his character. And I think they've done it a really, really good job in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I don't, you know, because Dark World was just like, okay, you know, I don't think he got enough credit. But I would love to see Beta Ray Bill pop up. They softened him up a lot. Uh, he he started off kind of stuffy and yes. kind of royalty and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, Ragnarok and then uh, uh, Infinity, or, uh, the Avengers really softened him up. It yeah. Made him more... Relatable, L- relatable. Um, mm-hmm. power, powered him down a little bit too. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, you kind of got to. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you've got Captain Marvel, who's OP. Yeah, and... exactly. Which that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, it. The, the only I don't like how they handled her character because they made her OP, but they didn't give her character enough like personality. At least not that we've seen. You know. Um, and I really like Brie Larson. I think she's a really good actress. So I just chalk it up to you know them not writing it for her. But hopefully in the next one she'll get to you know be herself a little bit more. Um, I'm, I'm actually curious what they're gonna do with that character because they they haven't announced a new one, right? Like uh, no, I think film? they just recently. Oh, did, did they? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think now that everything's starting to go cosmic, like yeah. it's just everything cosmic is just gonna be way more powerful than terrestrial. So. Um, I don't know if they bring in Galactus and tap into Dormammu or uh, it's every, everyone's going to have to level up. Just not a space cloud. I don't want a space yeah. cloud. No, he's got to be wearing the big purple disco yes. suit. With you a know, big helmet. He's got to. He's got to have the big fins on the side. He's got to gobble up planets. Dude, he's got to have seen, the silver surfer. I've seen amazing cosplayers do it. And if you've got hobbyists at home, we can make it look really cool. <laughs> yeah, just hire those guys. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Just throw a green screen behind them and just let them rip. But that's what the MCU has done so well is that mm-hmm. they've really embraced, um, you know, the comic book aspect of these characters. Yeah. Whereas, like, for instance, Fox, you know, with the X-Men, mm-hmm. um, they're just like, yeah, you they know. They would we don't never do their... the yellow suits. You know exactly. I mean? We don't want to do the classic costumes. We'll give them all black leather. And it's just, it, it just, it, you took all the personality away from and them. And Mystique's the leader of the X-Men now. <laughs> Where that's gonna all have to get retconned, but um, (laughs) but 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 in terms of casting, like they did two of the best two castings of uh, Patrick Stewart, a hundred percent, and um, uh, shoot, Hugh Jackman. Uh, No, well, Hugh Jackman too, but also Ian McKellen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian McKellen. Those two and their relationship and their existing relationship off camera, like some of the best casting. Oh, it clicked on screen immediately. You could tell that these guys were like super old friends. And that they had constantly had this, they have this respect between the two of them, and they went back and forth. Though I will say, I really enjoyed uh, McAvoy and uh, Fassbender, but Fassbender is great in everything, and McAvoy's good in most of the stuff he's in. <laughs> you know, but, no, it was it was great. I, I actually I really love Fassbender. But but I think to your point, is that even though yes, they nailed a couple of the castings. The, the spirit of what the X-Men were and what they were dealing with was missed more often than it was actually hit. I think, honestly, I think First Class did a pretty good job. I think that's probably the best one. What do you think? You think I, I liked one? it. I just didn't like that they took out, um, oh, my God, the one that evolved. Uh, Angel? Dar- or was it Beast? Darwin? Darwin. Darwin. Yeah, it was like his whole ability was to adapt to survive. So I would have thought, okay, yeah, I mean, he took a big hit, but I would have thought he would have adapted to... Well, I think the whole deal was his body adapts without him thinking about it. So his inside body adapted to survive, which just meant it hardened so it wouldn't get blown up. I don't know. That was the only... Trying to just... I'm trying to... I, I, I enjoyed here. the movie, but that part was like, wait, wait, because I had been I had been reading a series with he Darwin should have turned in, in he should have turned into like a cool evil beast or something something yeah. I don't know and because again at the time I was reading comics comics with Darwin in it I was like yo no 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 like he would have definitely survived but yeah. that was the only thing that that bugged me yeah but I think you know but it was great it was it was but great. the bigger thing is like like they even in in the Wolverine movie the Japanese one which I really liked that one even though it, it had its own problems. But there's a deleted scene where he opens it up and he's got the, the yellow, fucking, the yellow suit. fucking suit. And I was like, why did they cut that out? Yeah. Why? why it would have made they... so many people so happy. Yeah. And then they put in the end, they put in an ending that didn't make any sense. <laughs> like it didn't connect anything. So why take out the good ending and put in one that doesn't make any sense? I don't know. So so am I supposed to choose one of these comics to 
Yeah, Sophie which King? which one that's do you think? Actually, that was what I was leaning up. Yeah, which which one would you pick? Yeah, so just just to remind you, I had uh, Avengers 71, first appearance of the Invaders, the 1942 Nazi fighting team. Nova, number one, and first appearance of Beta Ray Bill. So at Detective Comics 32, Batman kills with a gun. With a gun. <laughs> and it was, I don't know if the... The other one that's half a million dollars. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if it'd be fair to say Mystery Comics number four. Fantastic because, Four is a pretty good one, though. And Fantastic Four. So uh, so by process of elimination, I think uh, we got to get rid of the anything that had the, the uh, Android Human Torch. I yeah. mean, you're going to confound, like... You know, You're gonna confuse Fantastic people. Four is already gonna happen. I know. Um, it's a weird move they had. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I think you you can't have invaders either. I think like there's no more old ca- um, you know Chris Evans cap. Right. Um, would be a cool cameo though. It, it would be. <laughs> uh, and I think um, I also didn't touch on the Eternal stuff that's happening too. Uh, I think Beta Ray Bill is really interesting. I think um, Fantastic Four is de- well. That's already happening. Um, I think if I was going to speculate on any of these, it'd probably be Fantastic Four, and and it is uh, likely going to be the next one that we offer. Um, so we already acquired a copy of uh, Fantastic Four number one. Very nice. nice. So that will be probably next. Um, nice. And then we have a few others as well. Just All right. So Christian kind of fucking wins. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, that's unintended. A great book. It is a great book. And I see why. Is it graded? The one you guys are getting? It, uh, we, yeah, we have it. Yeah, oh, it's nice. Gra- yeah, it's graded. Uh, it is, um, I think, uh, shoot, I, I, I don't want to say uh, uh, what it is because I, I don't know offhand, but we do have it. In the ten, obviously. It's, it's definitely it's not, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a ten book of anything. Me neither. I, I've I, seen I like think 9.5s. But. I've seen 9.8s before. Ooh. Oh. In fact, how I, fucking mad would you be? I, like, what did you dock me on for, like, point zero or, like, point two? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, we considered an 8.5, um, but the one that we ended up getting was, let's see, uh, six. Okay. So. What's, Still a what's pretty the, valuable book. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what's the value on that one? Um, the six is going to be, we'll probably be around, we'll probably do, like, 32 or so on, Very on nice. six. Yeah. Um, Better but get it out before John Krasinski suits up. Yeah. Then it's going to jump up for sure. Actually, in, when you mentioned Black Knight, I was actually eyeballing on, a, I guess, African American Knight, Christian. Come on, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess, free shout out to uh, Cloud Nine Comics. I was looking and yeah. I saw, and I think I might purchase it just because I know the, that value is going to go up once that character. Yeah, the comes first, up. first appearance of Black Knight? Yeah. What was that? I remember looking that up. Uh, you're gonna ask me something I don't no, have on here. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Black Knight. Yeah, so. he was in. Uh, he's been in a bunch of ones, which is kind of weird, you know, because I think he popped up in like a Daredevil comic that mm-hmm. we were looking at. Like maybe it was the first appearance of Daredevil. No, I was something, or maybe it was. Or no, the first uh, when he first put on the red suit or something like that. Or I, no, I, Namor was in that one. I, I don't want to. I'm getting my my. Uh, Characters mixed up. Well, the reason why I pick it up is because I feel like once he hits the Kid screen, Harrington. it's gonna yeah, it's and, gonna bring him back, it's, and it's, it's gonna, not gonna be another Pompeii, <laughs> right? Dude, I actually that saw, movie was a disaster in more ways than whatever. I don't right? remember which one of my friends <laughs> or Jon Snow for that matter. Yeah, I don't remember which That's one of my true. friends said, Towards but, the there, but they say, "Oh, did you see that new movie with with uh, with the Stark Kit, guy?" Kit and I was like, "Kid Harrington." And I was like, "What movie?" He's like, "Uh, pom- it was Pom Pom Two," and I'm like, "Pomp." What? Pump two? Like, <laughs> because it had the two eyes? Yeah, and I was like, I started laughing. I, I never like, saw the first one, but, uh, you know, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, and I was laughing, like, and I was like, that's really funny. So like, innocent. And so they were innocent. like, what's funny? I'm like, holy shit, they're serious. <laughs> I was like, never mind. I was like, forget it. Never, never mind. mind. Never mind. Just, God, it's pump two. <laughs> that's stupid. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think the Eternals... The Eternals one is one of those movies where I'm like, you know, uh, I'm very interested to see how it goes because, I mean, they got a huge all-star cast. Um, It's just one of those ones like they're really going to have to sell it to audiences because they're lesser known. They do pull some of the bigger strings in the the Marvel Universe, but your average moviegoer doesn't know them. They're not the biggest names. But, I mean, uh, they, what they did with the Guardians of the Galaxy was, exactly was, was, was amazing. Like, so. I was going to say, because it worked with that, I think Disney feels super confident. Yeah. Know? But if they have to introduce a single character of import for, importance for 
some plan they have down in the future, mm-hmm. they'll put out a, an okay to bad movie just to bring that character in and then just crush it down the road. The, the people are going to go see it either way. Right, right. You have to. You, you got can, Angelina Jolie in it, you know, and Kit Harrington, and uh, Kumail Nanjiani who got jacked. Yeah, dude, he got jacked for that one. Um, I'm wondering. It, well, I mean, we're watching the movie, but how does like the Black Knight really? He's not. Like, yeah. He's not that strong. <laughs> he's just, just a, a really good sword, sword guy. I, I I'm mean, a good sword guy. <laughs> it, well, then we have Hawkeye. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Never mind. I yeah. stand corrected. I mean, still though, like Hawkeye was kind of on the same level as Captain America. He could eventually get there, maybe. I mean, I feel like what he Captain America's too awesome. Yeah, I take it I mean, back. I love Cap. <laughs> <laughs> but like, people always like talk shit about Hawkeye. But I was like, dude, let's not forget that in Avengers, like he fucking brought down like a, a helicarrier, almost like well, he planned it. He ar- had- arguably one of the most influential characters in the marvel universe is nick fury and he has no superpowers he's not that good at fighting yeah um in fact he only has one eyeball so he has very low (laughs) depth perception so you know i think that's that's how you measure how big of a hero can be kind of you know you know but i think the importance of hawkeye's character um is uh, what's his name clint barton clinton barton um, what's important about him is that he's sort of your everyman. Like mm-hmm. it, any one of us could be him fighting on right. his team. He's kind of the audience in the story. You know, you're seeing fighting amongst these Earth's mightiest heroes, kind of thing. And he's, you know, holding. He's related. His own. He has a family. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's the only, maybe the only one with a family. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I Iron, Cap, Man, Iron Man later. And Cap, maybe, in, no. a, in a pass. Or Cap, in a, nev- Cap never even banged anyone in the cinematic universe. Well, after when he got old. I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he banged for like 40 years straight, I bet. <laughs> All that pent-up, frozen World War II jizz. He's just ready to go. But he I, had different motivations. He did. He did. He was, you know, he was from a different, he was a man out of time kind of thing. But Bruce Banner basically... You know, alienated everyone, and Black Widow. Got That's killed. one of the things that buns me out. Is that you know we haven't got another Hulk movie, and like I don't, I don't see it down the line that they're going to. It would, it would the, be cool. the rights are tied up with it, which is what's, which is a big problem. It's, uh, I think it's Paramount still owns partial rights to a standalone Hulk movie, so he can only feature in other movies, which is why he was in Ragnarok and Avengers. Um, I'm sure eventually Disney will just buy Paramount, yeah. and then we'll, we'll we'll get that. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Actually, if you wanted to bet on some of these um, actual stocks that mm-hmm. that uh, Disney has, you know, that's the motivation to acquire some of these studios yeah. is to bring the Marvel stuff together. The other stuff is like, hey, whatever. But yeah, but I I think it's definitely possible. Um, I think there's already been talks to do a. Uh, incredible Red Hulk with Thunderbolt Ooh. Ross, yeah. and then a Thunderbolts movie as well. Now you just gave it away, Cody, to everyone who didn't know who Fucking Red Kev- Hulk. Kevin Feige, <laughs> god damn it, he's gonna steal all of our shit. <laughs> <laughs> but how cool would it be to be in that in those meetings to oh. you know figure out the future of this? Yeah, stuff? no, Kevin Feige hangs out in the back room. He's just got his ears <laughs> to the wall. The reason why we joke about that so much is a lot of the stuff that we predict well you know, at least just, one of the ones bullshit, you know well, but one of the ones we got and what sucks is like we recorded it was exactly it. a year ago oh that's right a day after tomorrow and so basically two, two days we had Saturday. recorded an episode where i was like you know what would be great if they like if they redid blade and they brought blade into the marvel universe i was like because mm-hmm. i really want to see vampires i'm like they brought doctor strange it's kind of like the right time where they can do it yeah. and then cody had called the i'm actor. like you know what if they bring back Blade, they, you know, I think you're right. They got to do it in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I think that's how you introduce the horror aspect, right? You, and then I think the perfect guy to play him would be Marshal Ali because he mm. looks a lot like Wesley Snipes, but he's a much better actor and like a, you know, a Disney caliber actor. So we recorded that. A week later, we go to Comic-Con and then announce it. and then Like four days later. And then we had dropped that episode the day it happened. Like, no one's going to believe that yeah. we predicted. Like, <laughs> Everyone's going to thought we jumped out of Hall H and dropped the episode. But we actually, we had done it like five days ahead of time. I was like, that's fucking insane. I know. How God. cool of a thought experiment would it be, though, to have, like, to start, like, crossing over, uh, you know, and the MCU and the DCEU? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Ooh, that'd be rough, dude. I mean... DC is gonna have to step their game up. <laughs> before. Yeah, 
hey, maybe maybe uh, Disney will just buy Warner Brothers, and then we'll get Harry Potter and DC <laughs> mixing with it. Um, I mean, it would be cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I think, like, I would love, like, a Batman and, like, like Daredevil almost. I think, like, those guys would play off of each other really well. Um, you know, some ninja back and forth. Daredevil, leader of the hand versus Batman. That would be kind of dope. Um, I doubt it will ever really happen. They're just, you know, even the crossovers they've actually had have always been kind of throwaway things, yeah, even I, though they're fun. I don't know. I, in my mind, I can't see it working, but who knows? I don't I know. know. Uh, oh, did you hear? Oh, we talked about it last time where Michael Keaton's coming back to play. Is, uh, is it 100%? Is it? I think he's he's actually in negotiations, and I, I don't know if any paperwork's been signed, but. I mean, it's it's not just an intermittent rumor. He's actually talking with them too. That's pretty. He's cool. a great Batman. He's so good. Yeah, I mean, and I, another one of our ideas was that um, that the next Batman movie, when, when before we knew what the Robert Patterson movie was going to be, we're like, what if Michael Keaton comes back as Bruce Wayne and Robert Patterson plays Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond? Well, I mean, it feels at least from what they're showing that that's obviously not definitely not the, happening. Way it's going to go. <laughs> Yeah, Warner Brothers hasn't uh, turned on to Nerds with Friends yet. It's so. just Disney. <laughs> just That's why Disney. they haven't been making that money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up, Warner Brothers. Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited for you and releasing uh, uh, Amazing Fantasy 15. Go out and get it. MythicMarkets.com, right? Uh, yep. Pick up a couple shares of that. Own a piece of Marvel history. I, I'm excited. I'll probably get a couple shares of that one. I think that's cool. Nice. It's a cool one. Then I'll have a piece of it. And then you'll have all of it. <laughs> well, I have, I have my own. But you have your, you're of your own. Let me just buy a piece of yours. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. We'll <laughs> negotiate, <laughs> negotiate my stake in it. Um, yeah, check it out, mythicmarkets.com. Uh, you can find all of our information at uh, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. Um, and you can check out our sponsor, FNX Fit, if you want to get some tasty supplements. Do you like doing any pre-workout or any stuff like that, Joe? Uh, I have been. I, I don't know if you... I've been slimming down and, and building muscle. I've uh, been Good. doing some supplements. Most stuff. people yeah. are getting wider during this quarantine. so we're, we're going for Infinity War Thor here. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad way to be. Yeah. I mean, he's still jacked under all of that. I mean, yeah, he's still the arms are still big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, FNX Fit, uh, they do a bunch of cool supplements. They do pre-workout, uh, protein. Super Greens is one thing that me and Christian That's my like. favorite one. Actually, they actually make me... I don't know if it's placebo effect, but they make me feel healthier. For me, it's like in, I used to be like I would need like at least two cups of tea in the morning. And yeah. like I'll have that in the morning and I'm like, good. Like I don't need it. Yeah, I don't really need caffeine. It just kind of like, I don't yeah. know, gives me some vitamins. I like it. Um, our listeners can get 15% off their first order with the promo code NERDS. And the link is hard because it's a specific one for us. So just go to Instagram or Facebook and you can find links there for our specific link, but with the promo code nerds. Cool. All right, Joe, anything else you want to promote while you're here? Uh, that's it for now. Come cool, back man. next time for, for the future stuff next time. And star Trek. We didn't get next into time. Oh, yeah. We didn't do it this time. Star Trek. Next time we're doing star Trek for sure. We'll give Christian a little bit more time to, uh, catch up on it. Um, by then to, uh, Star Trek The Lower Decks will have come out already, too. Really looking forward to that. Me, too. I'm very excited. We saw, that was what they showed They previous. announced it at Comic-Con last year. At least the little the little things they were talking about seemed hilarious. And Comic-Con uh, starts tomorrow. I know. We won't touch yeah. that one. Well, yeah, it'll be Com a week for them. It's right. still Comic-Con's over. There was no real <laughs> Comic-Con. The world's over. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk Star Trek. Plus, I'll learn all the titles of all the uh, episodes. That'll give me some time <laughs> to brush up on this because I don't know those. But thanks, Joe, for coming by again. It's always a pleasure having you on. Christian, Fine, thank you for as always. You know, I love it. Holding it down. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now